and the different uh, character things. Uh, listen, thank you that I got here, so. God bless you folks. Welcome back to Get to the Point. I am Joe DeLeon. We have not been in your ears in a long time, but we are back. I am joined as always by the distasteful Sean Anderson and Jake Fire is finally back in studio. And hello everybody. Yeah, Welcome we back to Get to the Point. I've been waiting to do that for a long time and we're here. I, I swear every time during the whole rest of the podcast, you're Audio levels are fine, but every time you do that, you overmodulate. You gotta come in hot every, every time. time. <laughs> gotta come in hot. Just look at the frequency on the <laughs> screen. Just screw everyone else's ears. Just That's a, just a, not our problem. A massive wavelength. <laughs> at least you're up now, folks. Well, there's a lot riding behind today's episode because we had a pretty major event happen this past weekend, which was the NFL draft, of course, ladies and gentlemen. So there is a ton to talk about considering some of the obscene headlines and also the interesting ones that came from the draft. And why don't we just start rolling and get right on into it? We're each going to put out there our favorite picks from the draft, starting off with Mr. Jake Fire. Who was your favorite pick? And I could probably take a wild guess. Let's hear it, Joseph. Who you think it is. It's either Nikhil Harry nope, or Chase Winovich. I do like that pick. Okay. I'm going to stay first round for my favorite pick. And uh, this one actually ventures into uh, Sean Anderson's area of oh the NFL. And my favorite pick is uh, Chris Lindstrom, interior offensive lineman for the Atlanta Falcons. I like this pick because the Falcons do need help on the offensive line. But also, you know, Chris Lindstrom is... I played his high school growing up. Really? He's from yep. Massachusetts? Yep. Central Mass. Represent. How we doing? It's the third time he said that. And uh, you know what? It's good to show up and show out for C-Mass. Yeah. How we doing? It's not a sexy pick, but it's a necessary pick. Exactly. And at first, when Joe and I were watching, I, I was confused, yelling who, because I wanted Dexter Lawrence. But now, thinking back at it, I, that's a very good pick for Atlanta. I'm really glad that they took it also. You no, know, he's a he's a tough, gritty, smart player, and... It just brings a lot to the table. I played. I didn't play him, but I played his younger brother. And yeah, his younger brother's at Boston College right now, right? And we beat them as well. So, you know, we're just out here getting dubs. W- was he as big as he was? Yeah, he's the same size as his brother. Oh, wow. No, but, like, was he that? Is he as big as he is now as he was when you played him? Which one? The younger one when you played him. They were both, like, kind of skinny in high school, okay. but, like, bulked up in college. Yeah, I feel like that's the case with a lot of, yeah. especially a lot of linemen, they're just kind of like t- large Probably people. Like tall and like 260 back then, yeah. you know what I mean? So like Lorenzo Thompson size when yeah. he came in. Okay, but like not that tall. Like he's like 6'8". Okay. Sean, who is your favorite pick that helped improve the team that he went to? Look, this is a tough one. I'm going to throw a three at you, all declining, but my one seed is probably going to be, I'm going to stay first round, Montez Sweat. And this is not a homer pick. He should not have fallen to the 26th pick, in my opinion. It was it was just because of his heart condition yeah. concerns, which is stupid. Same yeah. thing happened with uh, Maurice, Her- Maurice Hurst. Yep. Yep. And then uh, I, I think that the Redskins finally, 
I mean, their first round, and I, I, you know, I, I would like to dive into it a little bit later. Their first round was very strong with him and Haskins, but I really like the sweat Love pick. that pick. They Love go, the Haskins they pick. They go up, and they trade up, and they do something that is Redskins-like in trading up, uh, but they get a quality player, and they get somebody that, if they didn't get it, I'm assuming the next person on the board would have uh, – would have gotten them. I guess my second pick would be Greedy Williams to the Browns. I think the pairing with him and Ward is going to be lethal. Lethal. And then great my draft value. Third uh, pick will be the 32nd selection of the second round to the Seattle Seahawks. The best wide receiver in the draft, DK Metcalf. My pick here, and this is obviously not a very sexy pick. Wow. What that I didn't There's comment no, on the no actually wait wait wait, wait wait I do want to comment on this because. Go ahead. You two, what um, was it, two months ago, fought me tooth and nail. It was like, DK Metcalf is going to be a top five pick. I didn't. We never said top five. You I were said, arguing for him to go to, the, to the Jets it. at I three. I could have seen it. You were arguing for him to go to the 49ers at two. I, we were just stating team needs. I'm not saying, like, I, I still think he should not have fallen to the second round. At the last pick he was of the, the first second round. round he was Yo, a first you know, round you know talent, but he it was is. not a top ten talent. All right, He's Mr. Draft, what happened to him? Was everyone so scared to have uh, to draft the combine guy? Was everyone just so scared of their jobs? They're not trying to win. They're playing not to lose. Is that the mentality that was with DK Metcalf? Um, because he had a great combine, he scared everybody off? No, because the thing is the way that people evaluate people in the media is very different than how they're actually evaluated in draft rooms. So they probably took into account the things that members of the media weren't taking into account because people in the media that are analysts were – Going out of their way to point out, oh, he's so quick, he's big, he's got this this great speed. But real analysts and real scouts, sorry, real scouts and real general managers and talent evaluators were acknowledging the fact that his agility is very, very, very below average, like very below average. Right, but did you did you see him on first take with Stephen A? Yeah, he crushed Stephen A. He crushed him. I didn't catch well, that. He actually didn't necessarily crush him, but I mean, he defended himself. I mean, Stephen A. was saying, "All right, what are you? What are you going to bring to the table as a wide receiver? We we have the Julio Jones. It's, we it's we have the Jerry Rice's." And he goes, he just looks at Stephen A. right in the eyes. He goes, "Who's six three? The one's a four three three and jumps a forty inch vertical." It's crazy how they were trying to make him like they were pressing him on. They were live pressing TV. him, and it's almost like they were trying to make him uh, a narrative of the. Uh, the receiver that should have gone earlier and is mad about it and is upset about it. Like, that's the narrative they're trying to push. They're trying to push him into being not necessarily a heel turn, but almost a guy that's, like, coming out angry, whereas he's just a player that's willing to play. I'm not saying that he's not going to be successful, but if he does not work through those agility concerns, because realistically, how is he going to make cuts in his routes? How is he going to do that if he if he's so slow in changing direction? He needs to work through that, and he needs to improve his route vertical, vertical receiver. Well, that that doesn't make him a per, premier number one receiver. That makes him a weapon. It does Calvin not make Johnson him, was pretty vertical. Oh, he could. Yeah, but Calvin. Tree. Yeah, yeah. Tree. Calvin Johnson could do anything. I know. I'm just saying he, they could have lined him up, he up in the backfield, and he would have done well. He reminds me most of Calvin Johnson of any receiver. Mm. Yeah, he reminds me more of Brashard Perryman because Brashard Perryman was six two six three and ran a four three forty. And what has he done? How much did he weigh? I think he was like 215, somewhere in that range. So there's a 10-pound difference. 15. DK's 230. Okay, but still, the, the the comparison is there because both of them struggled with their agility concerns. So, all in all, shouldn't have fallen that far. All right. So That's my pick, though, not a sexy one, but I loved it because I loved him before the draft. I was really hoping the Giants ended up picking him up, but that is Jonah Williams going to the Cincinnati Bengals. They had some offensive line concerns for – 
I think it's been like five years now. Yeah, ever been, since Wentworth went. Yeah, it's ever been. since Wentworth left, they've been trying to find replacements for him. Uh, Jake Fisher's now playing tight end, of all things. Ogunjobi didn't do sh- Sorry, I cursed. God, 802, Joe. 802. Come on, man. It came out, but <laughs> Ogunjobi hasn't done anything. Zietler left to go to the Browns. So Jonah Williams, I think, plugs in right away. Does a great job. They can put him really anywhere on this offensive line. He can play right tackle. He can play right guard, left guard. Don't see him as a left tackle, but he's a great developmental piece for the Cincinnati Bengals along that offensive line. I hate the Bengals. I absolutely hate the Bengals. Why? It's because you're a Browns fan. No, I'm, I'm, not, I'm a Pats <laughs> fan. It's like go to a joke. <laughs> this this Bengals team have just never had it together like ever. They've always just been like consistently like a six win team. And it's, like, disgusting to me. I hate it. I hate that. Well, hopefully Zach Taylor, the young gun, can put things together for the Cincinnati Bengals. But now we're going to take a look at our worst picks, the ones that we really hated, the ones that had our head scratching, and the ones that made us think, what the heck was going on? So, Jake, who was your worst pick? And I, you know, you, I'm going to go yeah. with the, the obvious, most horrific pick of the draft. Which is uh, Daniel Jones out of Duke. What are you doing, Giants? I mean, you guys in that front office have been consistently making questionable choices. And um, I just think that uh, they're not trying to win games. So let's get another Manning in there. He's pretty much like Eli Manning. Sean, what say you? Uh, I would like to double back on the Daniel Jones after we get through the picks because I know you have thoughts. Yeah. Because he is my pick for worst pick. I didn't like Marquise Brown to the Ravens because they lost so much on defense. I think with that first round pick, there's still a lot of defensive talent that you could have picked up on in the in the late first round, early second round. They also drafted two receivers. So it was him and Miles Boykin they both drafted. So that's two picks high picks wasted on receivers. And I like Hollywood Brown, Brown could be at the but door. I mean you have, you know, Byron Murphy going first pick second round. Uh Abdurrahman Yassin going first pick second uh, second pick second round. You just have a lot of good – I mean, Greedy Williams, like I said, second round. It's just a lot of players that I think could have helped them quicker than uh, a wide receiver. My pick, for very obvious reasons, is Daniel Jones. And here is my logic behind it. thought we had Dwayne locked up. Daniel Jones played at Duke under David Cutcliffe. Mm-hmm. He struggled to develop into what could potentially have been a premier – talent but instead he was average at Duke his accuracy is abysmal Mm. below 60% in his career Mm. and now we're not talking about Josh Allen last year who struggled with accuracy playing with receivers that probably shouldn't have been on the field and would not have been on the field for any other FBS program when he was at Wyoming but Josh Allen was athletic Josh, Josh Allen had an incredible arm Daniel Jones does not have any talents that make him an outstanding prospect to make him a top six pick. You know what this whole pick has written all over over it? Blake Bortles. Mm. Daniel Jones is going to be Blake Bortles. Everyone's saying like, oh, he's going to be, you know, Eli Manning. He's going to be uh, uh, slightly above, slightly above average. He's going to do a decent job. They're going to build a good defense around him. No, he's going to be Blake Bortles. They're going to be picking somebody else in three years. And all of this comes from the fact that David Gettleman is senile. The man is senile. This is not the 1980s anymore, Dave Gettleman. You don't need a six foot five quarterback to run your offense. You don't desperately need a run stopping defensive tackle. This oh, is not Snacks Harrison. 
I know you missed uh, him. Yeah, but Snacks Harrison was also able to rush the passer. I have not seen that from Dexter Dexter Lawrence. I just cannot wait to see like what he actually does. He's not going to do anything. He's got Paxton Lynch and Blake Bortles written all over but him. How how amazing would it be if you like? I'm not a Giants fan, but like to all the Giants fans out there, and he he comes out and just balls out. How crazy would that be? I am rooting for him to do well. Of course, but nothing this kid has done makes me confident in him. Nothing. I mean, you can't be mad at Daniel Jones. He didn't ask to get picked six. You know what I'm saying? No, I'm mad at Eli Manning and David Cutcliffe. Why that, that Manning? Because si- no, because they they pushed the the whole agenda of taking you don't Daniel Jones. Know that. No, I I can bet you that the part of the reason why they took Daniel Jones is because they were trying to find someone that Eli's stubborn but was willing to work with. Because Eli, let's be realistic, is not the type of person that is going to be willing to develop a quarterback. So if you if you get Daniel Jones, a kid that he actually vouched for and that worked with his quarterback coach, then he's going to be okay with working with him. That is the basis and the antithesis of taking Daniel Jones. I wanna, can guarantee it. Do you want to see why uh, Daniel Jeremiah uh, think that the uh, thinks that the Giants uh, pick Jones? Why? Here you go. You ready? Via NFL.com from yep. Daniel Jeremiah. The Giants wanted someone who has faced adversity. He was not surrounded by a lot of talent at Duke. He got beat up, and he has faced that adversity. He has ideal size and athleticism. He has a lot of toughness inside the pocket and was able to extend plays. That makes him qualified? A lot to unpack there. That makes him qualified? He ran a 4-8-40, by the way. I, I think the thing that, that makes me the most mad about this is that they could have gotten him in the third freaking round. No, they couldn't have. Yes, no, they could have. No, 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 no. No one was drafting him in the first gone. round. Washington or Denver would have drafted him. Via Nick Cardi. He was going first round. Via Nick Cardi. Yeah, oh, yeah, also yeah, yeah via Nick Cardi. Me. Also via me. No. Just nobody no. thought he was going where he went. I, I'm thankful that you guys took Jones. Yeah, you get Dwayne, you're welcome. We you got take Haskins. Dwayne Haskins. The Giants got duped into it. They got duped into but it because oh, they, they, were under, they were under... Haskins has a chip on his shoulder. But too. If yeah, that's they were your under guy, the... Though, and, but... Just because he's my guy, why guy. couldn't you have traded up with the 17th pick up back into the into the oh, top 15? Yeah. I love you that. You could have gotten ahead. You could have gotten ahead of the. They were scared someone else was going to trade up. It's nonsense. Absolute nonsense. I'm you, it's a war zone, man. Hey, can you imagine that? Make, having to make that call, thinking about that. You don't think that ran through their mind having to take someone else to six? I, I would have rather guy. have watched Daniel Jones play somewhere else and take someone that I was more confident in, because. There's less of a chance that Daniel Jones pans out compared to a guy like Josh Allen or Ed Oliver. They're going to be studs right off the bat. Yeah, you missed out on Ed Oliver. And Josh Allen. Yeah, and Josh Allen. All right, we're talking about these guys, but you know what's a pretty obvious topic of discussion that we haven't mentioned? What? How's Kyler Murray going to do in the NFL? It is a great topic to transition in, Let's into. He segued before. He is. Did, we, did he jump the gun or are we good? No. Oh, yeah, we're good. He is going to probably start day one for them. And I'm telling you right now, as much as I think... Who's the backup in Arizona? Do I don't know even that? know. Drew Stanton. Is it? No, is he still I, there? I, can't, I, can't, I don't can't even know imagine. if he's still there. <laughs> is it Blaine Gabbert? Or is he San Francisco? No, he's not in San Francisco. This Blaine Gabbert was, was last Blaine with the Gabbard, Titans. He was up. last with the Titans. Blaine Gabbert has been through yeah, the NFL that up. gauntlet. Mm. He has been around. Another good comparison for Daniel Jones is Blaine Gabbert. But no, okay, that's I think Kyler Murray is going to have a good career. This first year is going to be a little bit troublesome for him just because he doesn't have a ton around him. I mean, they got, did spend a lot of capital he's got, he's on got Larry receivers. Fitz and yep. he's got um, Christian Kirk. They drafted Andy and Isabella. Yep. 
So like they, they they have some players there. They have a veteran who can definitely teach those wide receivers how the game is supposed to be played. And I think Christian Kirk will develop into a promising receiver this next couple of years. But it just depends. It just depends on what else they do. If David Johnson stays healthy, you know they have they definitely do have some weapons. But you know it's gonna be a couple of years before I see them being very successful. All right, here are the quarterbacks that they have on. Let's roster. hear it. Kyler Murray, Brett Hundley, Brett Hundley, and wow. Charles Kenoff. Who? He's from Princeton. Who? Oh my God! He's <laughs> <laughs> Kyler Murray literally has that job job locked he's, up. He's going to start. This is probably the best situation to start for any rookie quarterback in the past few years. He is good. Like his his he's got some highlights. Like yeah, that. he's good. Like it's just I, the thing that I was trying to say earlier is that sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. It's the fine. thing I was trying to say earlier is that I'm not that confident in his offensive line because they have been inconsistent and troublesome in the past few years. Not done a great job of blocking for David Johnson nor Josh Rosen. So right. they need to invest that capital next year in the offensive line. Yeah, I like the Andy Isabella pairing that they picked up with him in the second round. And they only drafted two offensive linemen. One in the sixth round, Lamont Gallard. And then one in the seventh round, Joshua Miles. They're not going to start. They're, those they are won't. developmental pieces, gotcha. backup players. Yeah. You know what's an interesting fact that I literally just thought about? What? Hear it. All three first-round quarterback draft picks from – Last draft are now in the AFC East. Darnold, Rosen, Allen. What about Baker Mayfield? Oh, forgot about. So Baker, not all, obviously. but that's still a lot of oh, them. Yeah. That's still that's still a pretty interesting number. So so much for tanking for Tua. As Josh Rosen is now a member of the Miami Dolphins. Do we think that was a great destination for Josh Rosen? What do you what say you, Jake? Uh, you know what? I, I, I definitely think it's a better environment than Arizona was for him. I mean, the Dolphins are not like you know they got they got a new coach too. They got Brian Flores, so I really don't know what to expect. Josh Rosen had a like below average rookie season: eleven touchdowns, fourteen interceptions. So, I mean, we'll see how it goes. He's got Tannehill in front of him. Mm-mm. Tannehill got traded to the Tennessee Titans. Did he? That's right. Yeah, he got traded to the Tennessee I completely Titans. We forgot about that. So, so wait, no, that's all Josh Rosen. Josh Rosen's going to start day one. There, there's really no one else. Let me look up the the depth chart. Well, you know what? All my thunder <laughs> gone after that one. <laughs> well, don't don't be so negative. So so it's oh no, you know who's ahead of him? Ryan Fitzpatrick. Oh, that's right. J- that's right. Jake Rudock and then Luke Falk are the. Other remaining guys on this depth chart. What you know do you what? think, Sean? What a weak draft from Miami. I, I they got Wilkins from Clemson. That's a great pick, and he looks like a stud in his draft speech that he gave. That was awesome. Is he the one that shoulder bumped. Oh uh, yeah, he absolutely lit up Roger Goodell. That was awesome. But I don't see any. I mean, they got Chandler Cox running back from Auburn and Miles Gaskin running back from Washington, but they didn't get any wide receivers, which is a concern because. They Devontae just have Parker. De- Devontae Parker. That's it. Can you think of any others, Joe? Uh, I'm checking at the moment. Kenny I mean, Stills? I, I, I'm just saying it's like. So I'm, it's Devontae Parker, yeah. Kenny Stills, okay. Ricardo Lewis, Isaiah oh, Ford, yeah. Albert stop after, Wilson, stop after Stills. Reese stop Horn. After Stills. And his so tight ends are Mike Gusecki, which Gusecki's is good. All right. Dwayne. They also did bring in uh, Dwayne Allen, and they also have Nick O'Leary. So not – I like O'Leary. It's uh, not Allen's ideal. A good yeah, it's not ideal, but it's out of the frying pan and in the fryer fryer for Rosen. I mean, you're going from Arizona, who I mean, 
Arizona had a better running back. Arizona had, I'd say, on-par receivers. Uh, it's it's about the same situation. But now he's got... Arizona had better receivers. He's somewhere where he's wanted, though. Yeah. Arizona had Larry Fitz and Christian Kirk. I don't know about Kirk. He's... Yeah, Kirk, Kirk was a uh, was a decent just, performer I, last year. He needs a little bit of time to improve, but I'd say he's, he's more of a burner. As, he's the same as I do, Kenny Stills. I did like his thank you, and I think it did show maturity the way that he thanked Arizona even after one year. And he also offered up his condo or apartment in uh, Arizona. Yeah, it was a good bit. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, it's it, it was a mature move, and I think I don't um, know. Did you see him when he got to Miami though? The stuff that he was saying. No, he was like, "It's not like I'm a child soldier in Darfur." I'm not, I'm not exaggerating that. That's Meaning. what he said. No, he's saying like I was like oh, it's not like I something bad crazy happened to me. I'm still playing in the NFL. That was what his whole yeah whole point was. But yeah, I think that's kinda, still pretty mature. And then also it's brought up that he was like the minute they drafted Kyler, he was just saying I can beat him out. Like oh, I'm just gonna beat him out. He's gonna be my backup. Like that's basically what, he, what the the uh, outcome of the whole situation was. To have also. Yep. What's your problem with Rosen? No, it's not. I don't have any problem with him. I, 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 I don't think he's that great. He I, has problems with Rosen. I don't have problems with Rosen. I think he's going to do great things in Miami. I think he's I really better than Ryan Tannehill will ever be. And Ryan Tannehill is like not that bad. He's pretty average. Did Tannehill say. make the Pro Bowl a couple years ago? He did. Yeah. yeah but you think Rosen's going to make the Pro Bowl? Eli Manning's made the Pro Bowl. Why would the Why would the <laughs> Titans? Why, why go do you for hate Eli? Eli has won two bowls for you. Yeah, but since then, what 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 have you done for me now, Sean? What have you done for me now? Are you complaining about two Super Bowls, Joe? No, I'm not. I'm not like a Patriots fan that will complain if uh, the Patriots don't win by 60. Uh, you got to share the wealth with the yeah. NFL, so we'll, I'm not complaining. All right, our last little tidbit that we have here are the best remaining free agents via Field Yates. Was this from Twitter or was this from ESPN? Twitter. Okay. So I'm going to run through this list, and then we're going to talk about who we think will go next and where their best fit is. Ziggy Anza, Eric Berry, Damakong Su, Corey Lugit. Michael Crabtree, Jamie Collins, Trey Boston, Jay Ajayi, Derek Morgan, Muhammad Wilkerson, and Shane Ray are all still available. So who do you think is the premier guy on this list that is probably going to sign somewhere first? Ziggy Ansa. Ansa. I mean, teams have been – he had a – I forget what his injury was, but teams have been waiting for him to get through his physical, and then when he uh, gets through that, it's, I think he picked up. I think he just met with Seattle, right? Him and Sue just met with Seattle. Um I could see him going to Seattle. I think that would be a really good play for them. I think it'd be a good pickup. I'm a big Ansa guy. My uh, my trainer back home uh, works with him over the summer. Oh, really? Interesting. They met up in Ghana. Really? They trained together. Yeah. Imagine if Frank Clark, Sue, and Ansa went to Seattle. Frank, you got it backwards, buddy. What about what Frank Clark? Frank Clark's on the Chiefs. <laughs> Where were you the past week? You know what? It's been a busy it's week. It's been a busy <laughs> week, man. <laughs> it's all right. Past month, <laughs> two months. What are you gonna do? <laughs> Um, what? Z- you say, you, <laughs> what are you gonna do? You so Ziggy, you Ziggy Anza can be a, a easy replacement for Frank Clark. I don't. I didn't think Frank Clark was a an immense game breaker, and I think Ziggy Anza can play at the same exact level. He was a talented guy when Clark he was had, with the Lions. Clark had the second most pressures in the last two years. Yeah, and I he's a good player, but I'm saying like him. If they lose him and replace uh, him with Anza, I don't think that's any step down. I think it's the same level of talent. And if they also brought in Sue, would be a big deal. Eric Berry should really be sought after any team that needs some secondary help. Any team. Yeah, any team. He's still a great safety. I could see him with the Cowboys. That would be a decent fit for him for a team that's trying to win now, especially because they were so desperate to get Earl Thomas. 
didn't end up bringing him in. Dude, how sweet would it be if he went to Baltimore? Him and if Earl Eric Thomas Barrett, on the ooh. same team. That would just like fulfill every 2012 yeah. uh, uh, Madden-created uh, franchise yeah. that ever had. Yeah. It's <laughs> uh, true. Uh, Sue, he could go anywhere. I wouldn't mind him going back to Detroit, but I think Ashawn Robinson is locking down the middle. Uh, there now, and they also have fair. Uh, no, no, they also have snacks. So I, I don't think actually he will not go to Detroit. Cold take. Cold take. Cold that take. went cold real quick. So today we don't have any Hayden's crazy takes, horrible hot takes. Uh, he didn't send me any, so we don't have any for this episode. So we're gonna transition into our closing thoughts. Game of Thrones. No, we're not talking about Game of Thrones on here. Huh. Why not? Because huh. it sucks. Huh. It's a bad show. It's a bad show. It's not a hot take. Are we just going to end with this? That's is the theme you, song. You're gonna, I'm aware what the theme song no, no, is. This is what we're going to do. We're going to keep talking, and then our fade-out music is we're going to go, and we're going to cut Jake's little uh, <laughs> bit, and that's going to be our fade-out music. All right, yeah. well. <laughs> Joe, you had some time. It's 25 minute the, episode, Joe? I don't think so. Before the show, me and Joe were talking about, Joe, what's your favorite TV show of all time? Because he hates Game of Thrones, even though it's the best yes, I hate cinematic event ever created. But Joe, what is your favorite show? You had some time to think. Um, I like a lot of shows, but you know, I'll, I'll pinpoint sure, saying that do. my my favorite show at the moment that I've I've started watching recently was is Barry, which is an HBO show. I don't know if either of you guys have watched it, the Hitman one. Yeah, so where he's trying with to become Bill an, yeah with Bill Hader, he's trying to become an actor. It's just very creatively done. It's not what you'd think it would be. It's not like Bill Hader's doing a bunch of shtick the whole time. He it's just a it's a dark comedy type show. It's very interesting. A lot of weird stuff that goes on in it. And I just I think it's very very creatively done by the uh, the directors of the, and the producers of that show, especially Bill Hader. Bill Hader does an incredible job. I would have thought your favorite show was Friends. Oh, uh, what's your favorite hentai, Sean? Okay, okay, okay. We're not gonna be calling it that. It's a hentai. Uh, it's not. What's your favorite hentai? Avatar okay, the last my favorite Avatar. anime show would be Naruto Shippuden, but my favorite show of all time <laughs> might Shippuden. be. Uh, it might be Arrested Development. Really? I hate yeah. that show. That show sucks. What? Arrested Development's good. I love Arrested Development. It's Such really a good, good show. It's really funny. <laughs> it's not funny. It's, it's it, really funny. It's just like a... Have you watched it all the way through? I've watched a couple episodes, hated... I, I even so it's the chance. same boat as me with Game of Thrones. Except Game of Thrones is actually proven to be a very popular show, and you are missing out. Arrested Development was also a very popular nope, show when it first came slow. out. I hate Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer's not in Arrested Development. Yeah, she is with the blonde hair. That's Amy Schumer. No, it? it's not. What? That's. Are you thinking of a different that's show? De Rossi. Oh, I'm thinking of Parks and Rec. <laughs> Wait, oh. she's in Parks and Rec. That's not even Amy Schumer in Parks and Rec. Yes, it is. You're thinking of uh, who's the? the she's, the she was on S. She was on SNL a lot. It's not Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer. Who's Amy Schumer then? <laughs> Amy Schumer's the the uh, fat fat lady that. Uh, <laughs> that talks about her vagina. <laughs> no, that's is that Amy Schumer. That's Amy Schumer. That's Amy Schumer. <laughs> you're oh, completely man, wow. You're, you're, you're the one who before this show was was saying to me that like, oh, you have no under, good taste in entertainment, and you don't even know who Amy Schumer is. I'm not saying she's good. She's horrible. Who's that lady? What's Amy Poehler. Amy Poehler. That's yeah. what it is. Okay. Uh, sorry. Ooh, have you seen Arrested Development before? That's got um. Oh my God, I'm blanking on his name. Portia De Rossi. And it's got um. Uh, Jason, Jason Bateman. Bateman yeah. David Cross. Michael Sarah. Yeah. Uh, just an incredible it's cast. So just, Fantastic. It's just it's got a, Will Arnett. Yeah. Well, oh, well. I'll, give, I'll give you my top three. Okay, let's All give right. you top three. Game of Thrones. Okay. 
Breaking Bad. All right. The Office. Gotcha. Okay. We're, we omit the Office from the list just because, like, I think I don't know. I haven't met a single person in this world that has said the Office is a bad show and they don't like the Office. So, like, it's just like an agreed upon thing. Okay. Then Lost. Okay. What about you? Mm. Big series guy. Big series gay. Yeah, like I'd say. Um, no, it's okay, Joe. That wasn't uh, me. Was that Jake? Yeah, it was Jake. Whose device was that? <laughs> Guilty. Can we not have that happen during the show? That'd be really great. <laughs> Sean, name your shows. Gotta go, um, I'm gonna go to Bucky's soon. So what did I? Um, gotta go to Bucky's. Well, so Arrested Development. You know what Bucky's is. I'm gonna go Starbucks. You're a white girl. Starbucks. We get it. Naruto, Bucky's. And then I'm gonna go with. Uh, probably. Maybe The Simpsons might be my. Okay. Oh my god! I was gonna ask. End the show. I was gonna say like, what would you guys End say is your show. is your favorite animated series? Not like a kids' cartoon that you grew up watching, but like you know, like a Family Guy, South Park, that kind of thing. Jake, what say you? What is your favorite cartoon? I'm not a huge cartoon guy because I'm an adult. So, okay, mine's BoJack Horseman. <laughs> I think that that's probably my favorite one right the now. Simpsons and then South Park. No, Super probably probably, probably Family Guy. Probably Family okay, Guy. Okay, yeah, Family Guy's a good show. You can't be in Rhode Island How and not have seen so Family Guy. could you be so off in one show? <laughs> what, do you, what do you mean? Amy Schumer with uh, Amy Poehler. It, it's just... What I else have I, I said? Do you think I have to bleep out vagina? <laughs> I said it earlier. <laughs> well, now, that you now, <laughs> now that you just said that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I said it earlier. <laughs> so, Joe is still the age How did the show get so vagina is funny. No, no, I'm just... it's. I I laugh at the fact that Sean gets very agitated when I curse. No, have no Joe more. laughs at the word vagina. That's not the no. That's not the. He's blushing. That's not my problem. Yeah, his face. I, is, when am I not blushing? Yeah, this folks. Room, Joe Leo's so face hot. has become bright red. It is not hot in here. I'm wearing a jacket. He's wearing a short sleeve, and I am comfortable. I'm wearing, I'm wearing pants, pants and a sweatshirt. You're I am fat hot. too. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the attacks for no reason. <laughs> and that means he should be get, he should uh, be hotter than you. Deflecting. He has more, yeah, obviously. No, nah, he's used to being hot. What are we talking about? I don't what know. What are we doing? Didn't we start with the draft? Yeah. Is there no other football news? Uh, no other football. Do news. you have any team that? I who? You know, right. you know yeah. what? Like, There's no way we can double back to the draft. No, yeah, we no. can't. I was, okay. gonna, I was gonna say who had the best draft as a team, but that's go ahead, Jake. Do you have any? Do, any what, what's your favorite drink from Starbucks, Jake? The Grande. All right, that's gonna be it for us. Macchiato. I get to the point. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, check us out on Twitter at GTTP Podcast. Uh, follow us on and subscribe to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, anywhere else you can listen to the podcast.